You are listening to the Reality Steve Podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind-the-scenes juice on Matt's season of The Bachelor and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 220. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Such a fun show for you today. Loved this interview. Season 18, Juan Pablo season. This is the seventh woman from Juan Pablo season that has been on the podcast. I think that's the most from any season. Ben Higgins is close. Might be seven from his as well, but I haven't added it up yet. But before this interview with Chelsea Webster from Juan Pablo season, uh, we had gone over it. I think it was seven So uh, from his season. So great interview today. Really enjoy every once in a while going down memory lane uh, with some of these women. And uh, Chelsea, just full of energy and a lot to say about uh, Juan Pablo season. We'll get to that momentarily. I want to address a couple things. A lot of you are asking and kind of questioning, you know, why are a lot of Matt's women not posting anything on social media this week? Well, I'm my guess is because they've been quarantined for the last week in L.A. because Women Tell All tapes today. So after today, I think you'll see them back on it and a little more active. And um, yeah, but they are they are taping the Women Tell All today. And hopefully I'll get some information at some point in regards to what happened and who was there. So we will see about that coming up. The other thing I want to talk about, and this is something... I don't think I've ever done in the history of my site, but I'm going to for this particular matter, and I'm going to put it out there on Instagram, on my Instagram story later today. I'm going to put it out uh, on uh, my Twitter as well, and that's in regards to Rachel Kirkconnell from Matt's season. I'm sure a lot of you have seen the TikToks going around seen or read or heard all of these allegations against her that uh, certain TikTok accounts have put out there. And Matt was asked by this week by it by Lauren Zima. And he kind of gave a a pretty nonchalant answer of, you know, let's things can be hurtful. Let's be careful about what we say. And um, Matt put it out there. Uh, Basically, saying it'll be addressed at some point, I guess. And um, I wanted to, whether you've seen it or not, it's, it's once Matt did that, then E! Online ran with it, and Us Weekly also ran with it, which linked back to the E.T. interview. And um, they linked to the TikTok account. So here is my question. I've never done this, but because of the nature of what this is about, And because of the negative reaction people seem to have when a guest comes on my podcast that may not fit the narrative that is out there, and we know right now what the narrative out there of Rachel Kirkconnell is, let me ask you this, and I'll tell you to go to my Instagram story and vote and leave a message. 
and even vote on Twitter as well. Would you want to hear from a family member of Rachel Kirkconnell on the podcast? That's the question. In addition, what would you want to hear about? Clearly, Rachel hasn't spoken. We don't know why. There are things going on behind the scenes that I've been made aware of in the last few days, and I don't know. It's seemingly more that leaning towards they're not letting her address what's going on. So I don't know if it's coming and if it is coming, when and if it is and when, who's writing it, you know, some sort of statement to address this. I don't know if they're going to allow her to do it in her own words, get a PR firm to address it. I don't know. But the impression that I'm getting behind the scenes is they're not letting her speak. So my question to you is this. Would you want to hear from a family member of Rachel's about all this? And trust me, I'm well aware of what's out there. And I've spoken to people who have been involved in what's out there. I don't agree 100% with what's being put out there. And I also think that the longer Rachel is kept silent or doesn't say anything, the worse this is going to get. So, but I'm curious. I Obviously, I know you want to hear from Rachel, but obviously Rachel's not going to be on this podcast. So I'm asking you if you're interested in hearing from uh, a family member of Rachel's. I just, I'm curious. And then also uh, on Instagram story, uh, the type of things that you'd want to hear about. What do you want to hear? And I'm not talking spoiler related. You know, clearly we're not going to talk this... Uh, Putting a family member of Rachel's on the podcast has nothing to do with spoilers, and it's not that we're not even going to talk about anything that happened on the show. This will be about the allegations being brought against her, and this will be about her character. It has nothing to do with the show or, hey, how'd she like that date? Like, no, not interested. Because this is what the narrative is right now. I mean, you look anywhere online, it's Rachel Kirkconnell is a white supremacist racist. Period. End of story. And nobody's saying anything on her end. And I'm hearing it's because the show won't allow it. So I just want to know. I know you can't. You'd love to hear from Rachel and you want to know what she has to say about this. But would you be interested in hearing from a family member? And this isn't like, you know, 12th cousin first removed. Like, trust me, I'm not going to put on somebody that isn't relevant and hasn't. um, Doesn't have Rachel's best interest at heart. So. Uh, just so because the narrative right now is everything that you've seen on TikTok and, you know, on all the message boards that are just flamethrowing her right now. So my point is, do we want to bring on somebody that can shed a little light to everything? And that's all I want to know. So uh, we'll kind of go from there, see your responses and, and see if it's something um, that we're going to do in the future. But with that said, let's get going. It's podcast number 220. We're going way back to season 18 with Juan Pablo. Okay, um, you first saw this woman on Juan Pablo's season of The Bachelor. And then on season two of Bachelor in Paradise, which seems like forever and a day ago, it is Chelsea Webster. Chelsea, how are you? 
I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You are the seventh woman from Juan Pablo's season that has been on this podcast. I think more so than any other season. Ben Higgins season's women, I think I've had maybe five or six. It's possibly rivaling, but uh, if anything, you took the lead. Well, Juan Pablo's season took the lead with you. <laughs> With you doing this, and I don't think I'm done because I think um, I've had a couple people in the recent days say you need to get Lucy on, and I think yeah, uh, I think we'll have Lucy on at some point. Um, yeah, we're just full of personalities that season 18. I know. <laughs> Here's something I want to ask you because I, I mean, outside of when you were on the show, which was you know Juan Pablo was season 18, we're on Matt is season 25, and yeah. you were on the second season of Bachelor Pad. Outside of when those ended. I have you ever done a podcast? I haven't seen your name out there uh, doing interviews. Have you? I I did one very recently, and it was the first one that I had done. Um, Oh, you did? I went. Yeah, I went on a few. um, Like I was here on the radio in in Columbus, Ohio. So you know, okay, here locally, but not. Yeah, I didn't really dive into the Bachelor Nation scene as much as some other folks did. Um, you know, I don't think I was I was sort of top of the drama list for most people. So. (laughs) You know, uh, I just sort of laid low, I guess. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to be talking to you. This you're like, you're like a key member of my bachelor narrative, actually. Reality. Uh, wait, Steve. wait, I am. Yeah, I mean, for my family because <laughs> oh, okay, we yeah, we were not like bachelor people before I went on the show, and they discovered you without my knowledge. Okay. While I was out in the world, and they were very pleased to. <laughs> To find you. <laughs> they were like, oh my gosh, there's my daughter dancing on stage in South Korea. <laughs> yes, exactly. And when I came home, I was so confused as to how they knew yeah. so much of what had gone on. You were you were a real uh, linchpin for them. <laughs> we, w- we will get to that date because that's honestly, um, I've told, uh, who else has been on my show that was on that date? Kat and Cassandra, who were both on that date, I've told them that literally that's one of my favorite group dates of all time just because that song is so damn catchy and oh um, my god we sang it for weeks yeah i can't tell you like we didn't have a lot of music you know to listen to so yeah having those couple of songs are <laughs> that's like all we could think about it was pretty intense okay so you've never been on so we have a lot to go over in terms of your season obviously we're gonna spend more time on your season of juan pablo's than your stint on paradise since that lasted <laughs> one episode but sure yeah I- I think I think a lot of people that maybe didn't even watch Juan Pablo season or even ones that did probably don't realize. And I, I mean, if you were to ask me before I sat down to start doing prep for this interview, mm-hmm. h- how long did Chelsea last on Juan Pablo season? I was like, I think she lasted pretty long. I don't, you know, but you finished fifth. I mean, you were yeah. one, you were one away from hometown day. So yeah, we- I was, I was sort of just floating around there in the background. <laughs> You're surprised as I am that I stayed on that long. <laughs> yeah, you were the, you were the only rose ceremony elimination in Miami because he had sent Charlene home on. Uh, I wouldn't even call it a yeah. one on one day. Yeah, one on one day where they, she eliminated. Charlene, herself. I think, had decided to leave. Actually, yeah. yeah. So it was just me who who left and. He broke down in tears, which I was just totally taken aback by. Um, But yeah, I made it fairly far in in the season. (laughs) Yeah, and I think that's, and I think it's cool because, like I said, I I think the average fan probably doesn't remember. And like you said, you're not somebody that has been in Bachelor Nation world and, you know, posts all the time with your Bachelor Nation friends. And I don't even know Mm -hmm. who you keep in touch with, but, you know, there are people that, whose Instagram accounts revolve around hanging out with bachelor people. And there's people like yourself (laughs) 
who have gone back to their normal life and a life of yeah. science. And I know you have a boyfriend yeah. as well. So we'll, we'll get into oh, yeah. all that. So, all <laughs> okay. right, let's, let's, uh, let's start off with first, as I ask everybody who mm-hmm. was a contestant on the show, how exactly did you get cast? What was your, did someone nominate you? Did you show up at a, on uh, an on-site uh, open casting call, were you a fan <laughs> yeah. of the were you a fan of the franchise? How did it all happen for you? Well, um, truthfully, I spite applied to The Bachelor, so oh. a boy had broken up with me, and you know, one of those. I was twenty three when I applied. I was twenty four when I was on the show, but um, you know, young enough that I had some you know big feelings about this boy breaking up with me, and I like I I somehow remember the application moment for some reason it sticks out vividly to me now but it was just sort of the bachelor was on in the background as i was cooking you know tv back you know however many years ago now just on in the background and the commercial came up that was like do you want to apply and i was like well i'll show this guy and i went online to see like how you actually apply to be on the bachelor and it was like a whole mess of stuff they're like you can fill out a form and do this video and all this stuff or you can just put a picture in a paragraph so I put a picture in a paragraph and they called me like three months later. I literally have no idea why. Um, so my my application was an entirely like a spur of the moment, like, you know, revenge apply. I'm going to get on The Bachelor and show this guy. He was stupid for leaving me and it worked. So I haven't I, I it was a very spur of the moment thing. And it just sort of evolved from there. Yeah. At what point did you know that Juan Pablo was The Bachelor in your process? Um, I honestly can't remember. Um, it was I know ago. that when I went to LA to do like the whole, you know, in-person test, I did not know that he was the bachelor yet. Um, the final casting weekend. That one. Yeah, yeah. I did know before I showed up that he was the bachelor. Okay. So I think I was told it somewhere in the intermittent time between those two things, but I don't exactly remember the exact moment. Um, but I was excited as just as everybody else was when he first, you know, sort of came on the scene. He was like a no a no name like Latin guy that was attractive. So, yeah. you know, like there was I remember like stalking him on Instagram before I went on the show. So I definitely knew he was the bachelor before I was there. But I can't remember when. Did you watch him on Des season? Did you go back and make sure to I, watch a I few episodes? Yeah, I definitely watched a few episodes. I actually went back and watched Sean's season a little bit more because, again, I had only been like an intermittent Bachelor watcher. So, like, I would catch a few episodes here and there. Um, but I went back and watched Sean's, Sean's season with like a more of a like, how does this work when there are girls around? Like, what should I be expecting here? Um, but I did sort of like, you know, look through Des's season just to see like, what he he didn't really have much to look at in Desa season, so it was hard yeah. to really get a feel for him, just as everybody else sort of felt. He was just sort of like cute guy with accent um, <laughs> in in her season. Okay, since it was seven years ago, I don't mm-hmm. remember what you did out of the limo. What was your oh, limo geez. entrance? <laughs> um, so I'm like a fairly you know extroverted person, um, especially at 24, very naive about the world. So the producers had a little fun trying to get me to um, be a little bit more than who I was in my entrance. So I'm glad that it was just what it was because they wanted me to walk in and kiss him, which definitely wouldn't have happened. And, and if you know me, that would have been hilarious of a concept. But I made a chemistry joke, um, which I'm pretty sure went right over his head because I worked at a science center for 10 years. I'm like a big science gal. Um, 
so I made like a, hey, let's not do chemistry. Let's have chemistry. And I'm his face was confused. So um, didn't really play well for me, but it was on brand. So, okay. Well, you do you remember who was in your limo by any chance? Ooh, yes. So I remember the first person I ever met was Allie Retzko or Retzko was her name at the time. She's now married. Yeah. Um, and she, have, she and I have actually stayed friends. We were texting this morning about little kid pictures. So she was like the first person I remember meeting. And I remember being like, oh, shit, these women are far too beautiful for me to be here. They're like insane. So she, I remember that moment very vividly. And the other person I remember being in my limo, she didn't make it past night one. But she was the woman that like, like did a bunch of suntan lotion or like massage oils on Juan Pablo. She, I, I think her name was Amy. I don't remember. I just remember she was a big personality in my limo. So those are the two people I truly remember being in my limo. Other than that, I can't really remember. Okay. Now you walk in, you do your chemistry thing. You walk in mm -hmm. to the cocktail party that night. When, mm -hmm. when you surveyed the landscape of the room, was there anybody that you immediately, immediately were like, oh boy, she's going to win or I, I, I or even at the end of that night thinking, wow, this mm -hmm. girl got a lot of time. Was there anybody that jumped out to you? Well, again, Allie was someone that I remember just like thinking was super cool. Um, again, we stayed friends. So that's, I think I just had like a girl crush on her from the get go. Um, and then, and it's funny cause you know, she doesn't have a, a giant storyline on the show by any means. Um, but, um, the other person I really remember vividly is Kat. Cause I remember just thinking she like reminded me of like, a hot Britney Spears. Like I was like, Holy shit, man. Like you are a pretty human. <laughs> um, and then I had a, like a, a funny moment with Christy at the end of the night. And I remember her telling me she thought I was cool, which is like not a word I would use to describe myself. Um, so she stuck out as someone like, wow, I must've fooled somebody here. Um, so <laughs> those are like the three interactions I like truly remember from night one. Um, but again, that's like a terribly long you know, night that just feels never ending and, you know, sleep deprived. So not a lot, not a ton of memories from that night. Okay. So there's something I wanted to bring up that, um, I actually asked two women from your season because I knew you were coming on and I was like, uh -huh. what was the name of Chelsea's stuffed animal again? And oh my gosh, <laughs> do they remember? One of them did. One, one of them did. And one of them didn't. And I was like, I want to say it was like, wasn't it like Bear or something? They were like, no, it was Teddy. And I'm like, no, oh. it was Eddie the Teddy. Oh, Eddie. They, they, come on, guys. It you was... traveled around the world with this stuffed animal. You can't remember his name? Eddie the Teddy. So where did yeah. Eddie the Teddy come from and why did you carry him on the show with you? Listen, he's actually been everywhere I've ever been. So he like travels with me all the time, not just to The Bachelor. He's like my he's he's like my airplane neck pillow just in bear form. And I will tell you, it has like gotten me through TSA faster before. So it's not the worst hack. Okay. Um, <laughs> but no, I've, I've actually like I've had this bear since I was 15 from an ex-boyfriend. Thanks, Sean. Um and, you know, I just, I don't know. It's one of those like silly things. I'm, I'm like a fairly, fairly like open person. I'm like, Hey, I have this teddy bear. I like my teddy bear. I'm going to bring him with me. I don't care what you think. Um, it did. I, I do know that some of the girls found it highly childish that I would 
have such a thing with me on on an adult show um but like fuck it who cares it's yeah. a teddy bear I, you know <laughs> eddie the teddy gosh I... eddie the teddy yes it's it's that it's named after my my high school boyfriend's middle name his middle name was edward so eddie the teddy came from sean my my very sweet high school boyfriend so um yeah gotcha. that's eddie the teddy gotcha okay He's... well it's, real, and he, real bachelor and he, classic, and, he, and he's still a, and he's still a thing. He's still with you. I, all oh the yeah, time. He's, I'm actually up in my room right now. He's right next to me. I'll send you a picture of him when I get done. Okay. Well, I, <laughs> at the end of every podcast, I ask all my guests, "Hey, text me a screen. Uh, text me a picture that you want me to use for the post." <laughs> Perfect. I'll and, text you Eddie the Teddy. We'll say, we'll make him a, a well, you, star you, again. You need to be in it. I mean, that has to be of you course, and Eddie the Teddy. Of course. Okay, there we go. All right. So date start. And you're on the first group date of the season, which was uh-huh. a bizarre. <laughs> um, yes. Oh gosh, I forgot. Dog, dog photos. Yeah, it was. It was a dog photo because one thing that dog was different. Shoot. Yeah, one thing that was different is Juan Pablo actually went on two one-on-one dates before he went on a group date. He went with. Yeah. He had the Claire Winter Wonderland date, and then he went with Cat to Utah. Yeah for that um that fun run, run like a fun run. run yeah 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 color run or something yeah uh-huh. and then you guys had a group date which was uh-huh. a photo shoot with rescued puppies but they dressed you like puppies and kelly looked... they dressed us like the dog we we're paired with yeah. and looking back it looks very terrible like oh. i'm wearing an afro which again is supposed to you know like be compared to my dog these days i'd be like what's well, not appropriate afros but of course i was 24 and like yeah i guess it looks like the dog um so yeah not great um it and you know wasn't a good look for me i still get occasionally sent memes of myself in that look just because my friends found it highly amusing as you can imagine but yeah it was i mean that that date was one of those where it wasn't overly um dramatic except for that of course they made a couple of girls get naked which wasn't fun for anyone so uh, thankfully i wasn't one of those girls but of course not not super proud of the fact that i was you know standing around in an afro all day so <laughs> however many memes you got sent i guarantee it's not nearly as many as kelly got sent for her oh life. god that poor girl i think we were actually in our picture together okay so we were like paired and i remember seeing her and being like oh mine's not that bad actually because <laughs> like they did something mean to her i don't know what yeah. it was supposed to be but whatever it was was not good <laughs> yeah and the, that poor girl the funny thing is you mentioned the 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 nude photo shoot that kind of got brought up when all this stuff was happening this summer with Claire season with guys being told to strip or whatever. And they're just like, Hey, this isn't going on for years in this franchise. Look at this date. And someone pulled yeah. out that, uh, pulled out that date where Juan Pablo was posing with, I think, I it, think was it was Lucy and Andy, actually Lucy, Lucy and Andy. And they were both naked, yeah. just covering up private parts. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. That was super uncomfortable. And I remember like, of course, Lucy didn't feel uncomfortable because that home girl's naked. Is, she's a, she's a naked being. Um, so I don't think it bothered her as much, but Andy for sure felt uncomfortable. And yeah, I remember just like being very thankful. It was not my gig that I had to go, had to go be naked in front of the guy I'm going on a first date with. So now not great. the second, well, the third episode, because this is when they actually did date, 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 rose ceremony 
on to the next yeah, episode. It was like very structured, classic Bachelor. <laughs> yeah, now they yeah. just... They, do, 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 <laughs> they too... just throw it all... You never know when the show is going to end and you just get angry at the TV these days. <laughs> yeah, it's a bunch of to-be-continueds and stuff like that. It, was, it wasn't like this back in the day. So we can actually yes. go in order and say, okay, episode three, you got a one-on-one. And it oh, was... Yeah. One of the ones that has been done before, Jason and Molly did it. Um, mm-hmm. I know others have done it, but they, Jason and Molly is the first one that comes to mind. But you bungee jumped off a bridge together. so For sure. Yeah. I, I know, if if I remember correctly, you were p- petrified of doing that, I, uh-huh. as I think most people would. But he, <laughs> but he talked you down and said, you know, we're going to do this together, whatever the case may be. How were you ever at a point where, like, you were looking at producers like, absolutely fucking not. Am I doing this? <laughs> um, so that was like where the first time I like truly, like truly did not care that there were cameras around because you were seeing like the very transparent real, like I was not filtering in any way in that moment. Um, whereas like, I feel like for the most part, when I was on camera, I was trying very much to like, stay politically correct and not be a jerk to people that I would regret later. And, you know, some of those things. Um, Whereas in that moment, I remember being like, fuck it. There are cameras around. I don't think I want to do this. This is fucking terrifying. Um, And the thing that actually made me jump off the bridge, while it feels very much like when you're watching it on TV, it's because Juan Pablo is being very sweet to me, which again, I have to credit him. He was like very diplomatic about the whole thing and was like, we're going to have a great date if you jump or if you don't jump, no big deal. Like I'm not going to be mad at you. So like he very much gave me permission to like say no, but like the true thought that coursed through me most regularly is that my three brothers would murder me if I were the girl that like didn't jump off the bridge. Cause I was too scared. So it was, it was mostly being bullied by my brothers in my brain that really got me off that bridge because um, they wouldn't have been able to, you know, deal with the the repercussions of their wussy sister not being able to jump off the bridge so um i yeah i mean i'm like really glad that i did it it was truly like a a thing that i never thought i'd do so like very very glad i jumped off the bridge and i still like brag about it to this day but um yeah one of those moments that really uh sticks out to me from the show um is doing that and honestly the rest of the date was awesome too it was like truly an awesome day which is how they they really get you to feel the feels, you know, they, they set those, they set those days up to be pretty magical. So they know what they're doing. <laughs> well, what about when you're, you've done the jump and you're just kind of hanging there and you, mm-hmm. you're upside down and you guys are kissing. Is that, I've never, I've never bungee jumped in my life. I've certainly never bungee jumped with a woman. So I've never <laughs> yeah. had the feeling of being upside down where all the blood is rushing to my head <laughs> kissing someone was it just bizarre or was it yeah like, i mean i i would have to say yeah bizarre is a good word um it wasn't like a great kiss by any means it wasn't something like wow Romantic. right home to mom about that <laughs> yeah i was like mostly panicked about the fact that we were still hanging 200 feet off of a bridge at that point by our ankles yeah so like we had jumped but we were not yet safe <laughs> you know like you're still dangling above at for us we were dangling above concrete so wasn't like i wasn't like not nervous anymore so you know he was trying to kiss me because he was all like jazzed about the fact that we jumped off which again i also was like excited about the fact that we jumped but i was still like please stop touching me. We need to get up, up to the bridge. Cause like, we're not safe yet. So like still very nervous. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't like a romantic kiss. 
Although, you know, not a bad first kiss if you're going to like, you know, tally first kiss up in your life. I mean, not a bad way to first kiss someone, but I wouldn't say it was like, wow, really, really got me. It was mostly like, I'm nervous. Please stop touching my face. (laughs) So, (laughs) And as you mentioned, you guys had the night portion, which was a private dinner at Pasadena City Hall and a Mm-hmm. You got one of those kind of, I've always felt the the solo concerts are a little bit awkward because, you know, you just have to. It's just you. It's just you <laughs> and camera people dancing to a solo artist. And yours was Billy Currington, who I've never sure. heard of. Um, I didn't know what? who that was. No, I didn't know who that was. I, I mean, that was, I was a luxury for me because I actually knew who the guy was. So okay. that was fun. <laughs> Um, did you ever put him also, when you were filling out your resume? Did you ever when the, when it asked, "Hey, what kind of music do you like?" Did you did the name Billy Currington ever no. appear? I actually have to admit that I I knew the songs, but I thought he was actually Dirk Bentley oh. and not Billy Currington <laughs> right off the bat. And then it like clicked, like because again they make you they play the same two songs like six times in a row. Yeah. So it's it's you know it's over and over and over again, and then it finally clicked who he was like farther on in the you know concert moment um but i love concerts that was honestly probably the like i had thought the date was over so like having that little surprise moment at the end was probably the high point for me in the day because i love music big music person was like super jazzed to get to do that but yeah that is always like fun you're like surrounded by lots of people and they're like keep dancing it's the same song again um you know but it was fun um, and I knew the words to the songs because I knew the guy and Juan Pablo had no idea who he was or what was going on. So, you know, it was more fun for me than him, I think. <laughs> well, they canceled the uh, third rose ceremony cocktail party and said you guys ended up having a pool party, which is, seems to be standard now. I think they do it like every season. They actually they have at sure. least one pool party. My question to you about the pool party was, were you ever involved in the chicken fighting? Because I remember that was a thing where uh, – People were getting on people's sh- girls were getting on people's shoulders and doing the whole chicken yeah. fighting thing. Did you ever get on anybody's no, shoulders? No, I'm a small person. I don't think that anyone really wanted me on their team. I, you know, I don't you really, I, I'm not physically dominant in any way. So I don't think I ever participated in that. We played lots of games that day. Chicken fighting was just one of them. Um, but no, we did not. I did not participate in that. Juan Pablo and I did pretend to jump off the bridge off the side of the pool at one point to demonstrate how terribly I did it because it took me forever. Um, so I do remember that part, but no chicken fighting for me. <laughs> All right. So at that point you leave California and you guys had one of the more. Yeah. We had a big budget apparently. Far off traveling. <laughs> you guys first head off to Seoul, South Korea And this one, I remember because South Korea was, you know, however many hours it was ahead of me. I remember waking up that morning of the day that you guys had your first group date in South Korea, Mm -hmm. which was you, Cassandra, Elise, Danielle, Kat and Nikki. Mm -hmm. And I remember waking up and I had emails or tips to me saying, hey, there's a blogger somewhere in the world. It was like somebody overseas. Somebody had posted a picture after the concert, I guess you guys had taken a group picture with somebody and it, and oh, it, yeah. and it circulated on the internet and it got back to me and it said, cause at that point, usually now I know the locations they're headed before they head there. I didn't know where you right. guys were headed, but I was like, okay. oh, oh, they're in South Korea. Here, here's, <laughs> here's the proof. And then video footage of you guys singing the K-pop yeah. song in the mall started circulating. I'm like, okay, well this is the first group date in South Korea. And 
I'm going to turn it up a little bit here because this is literally my favorite and only K-pop song I even know in my life. Oh, gosh. But let me know if you can hear this if I pulled it up. <laughs> can you hear that? Or is it too blurry? Oh, I'm, I'm starting to remember the dance, actually. <laughs> Here's the video of you guys all out on stage. You are in a black kind of mini, or I don't know what you're wearing. Um, <laughs> I mean, I have no idea how you actually say the words, yeah. but. <laughs> here's, the, here's the dance. Like, you guys had a choreographed dance to this. Yeah. Yeah, we we learned some, some real choreo there. Okay, so <laughs> I will, I'm, I'm actually going to include the video in the, uh, in the article of today's podcast. So oh, anybody great. That, when you, if you want to go look at the video, if you don't remember it, this was seven seasons ago. Maybe you don't remember the group date in South Korea where you guys yeah. choreographed dance with. How a, dare you not remember it? First of all, you guys uh, choreographed yeah. dance with a very famous Korean pop group, two N E one twenty. I think they call twenty one. Twenty one, yeah, yeah 21, but they. Twenty they said it. I think. Yeah, but it's the number two. The letter ends. The letters N E and then one, but they called themselves twenty one, and that was yeah. Negache Chalaga will probably be in everybody's head for the rest of the day now. So for, yeah, forever. There you go. I mean, what a what a catchy song. <laughs> I had no idea what they were saying, and I was yeah. still like singing along for days and days and days and days. It was yeah, stuck and, in my head. To say and that least. was the um that was the group date uh, where Nick, uh-huh. where Nikki was having the absolute worst time of her life, and yes. somehow ended up uh-huh. getting the group date rose out of it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, homegirl was sad to be dancing i remember so she and danielle who is again danny is one of the people i've kept in touch with like over the years just had a baby um so uh, all my friends i feel like all my bachelor girlfriends are like living in these like married baby life now but um (laughs) but the two of them are on this date with us and just so so uncomfortable and like luckily i i love to dance i had been a cheerleader like this was like a fun thing for me i can't imagine how it would have been to be like okay do this thing that you feel terribly uncomfortable doing in front of all of these people in a different language like in a different country with a guy you want to date like how uncomfortable like those poor girls but um yeah it was very interesting to see how that all played out but we ended up having a lot of fun um and i think that they did a great job so well you know. the, fun, the thing was like it was done in a mall in south yeah. korea there's a giant <laughs> yeah. crowd there because the giant crowd came to see 21 and they're probably 21 i would love to interview somebody that was in the crowd that day being like like hey, who the heck are these white like, people yeah. on stage yeah, yeah who are all like- these people on stage behind 21 because i guarantee not a single soul there nope had a clue that this was the bachelorette filming no but they after like like you said afterwards we were you know leaving the the mall which you know we're just like walking out onto the sidewalk at some point and people were just mobbing us to get pictures with us because we had been on stage at 21 like they had no idea who we were but they they really 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 cared about the girl the girl group that was up there so um yeah we um we were so famous for a minute there just because of association with with this girl this girl group who yeah, they, were super super cool by the way they were like you know they were like oozed cool which you know is probably why they're a big popular band so <laughs> they are 
I'm guaranteeing the fans probably just thought you were the backup dancers for 20, sure. 21. And they're <laughs> yeah. just like, wow, can, I, we, can we take a picture? Can we get a picture with you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was so funny. And um, from there, on to Vietnam, which Vietnam, I, think yeah. I think they've been back to. No, this, this was, um, they had been to Vietnam before. Uh, this was actually the second time they went to Vietnam. And then I think they've done Vietnam since, and I'm totally blanking. But uh, so you go to Vietnam and you're on the group date. Uh, that was the one paddle boat, paddle boating down a paddle river. Paddle boating. And then. Yeah, rice field. Yeah, and then having dinner at a family's garden. house. Right? Yes, correct. Okay. Yeah. I mean, these places that we were at, like, were places that I, like, hadn't even imagined to be on my bucket list. Like, we were going places where my 24-year-old brain had not even imagined I'd get to ever, let alone just, like, taken there and, like, you know, brought to these, like, insanely cool experiences. So, like, being in Vietnam, so, 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 so cool, Um, especially because, um, you know, traveling and being a part of, like, the locals, like, getting to go into a community garden and we got to ride water buffalo in that area which was like crazy um and the you know the rice boats were just you know hilarious because we were not good at it um so great tv there um uh, i feel like they did something very you know the pumpkin boating that they did this season very similar just like yeah. put us out there to to you know fend for ourselves um but yeah that was like a really cool again being 24 being pretty young and like you know, wide-eyed about everything. Vietnam was one of those places where I was like, holy shit, when I think Vietnam, I think war. I don't think beautiful location that I could, like, travel to and, like, have a cultural experience. So it was, like, pretty eye-opening for me to be there um, on the show. Like, so, so cool. Well, that night night date, um, well, actually, the cocktail party at the Rose Ceremony, that was the one where uh, Juan Pablo and Claire went out into the ocean um, where there's been a lot mm-hmm. of debate about, you know, what happened or what didn't happen. Claire has said, no, we never had sex. I don't know why people are insinuating that, but did, first off, I don't think you guys even knew until the show aired that Juan Pablo and Claire went out into the ocean. Didn't you? No, or, or did I don't you? think I, I No, The thing, honestly, the thing I remember most about that night is that Renee was really upset with Andy that evening. And, like, really wanted to confront her about it. But for some reason, the producers didn't want her to. And I can't remember what was going on with that. But, like, that's the thing that sticks out to me in my mind. That there was some, like, tension between Renee, who, like, didn't have really tension with anybody. So, like, that, I think maybe that's why it stuck out to me. But the Claire thing, like, never really crossed my mind. Nor did it bother me when, like, I don't know, when I saw it on TV. Because, honestly... I went into the show understanding that I was dating a guy that was dating other people. Like you, you, you know, I mean, you should know what you're signing up to do there. So like the fact that he was having a relationship with someone else, when I knew he was having a relationship with someone else, is just like a crazy concept to be mad about in my mind. So like, it, it never really even like piqued my interest, but it did become this, like this big hot topic to everyone else. And you know, of course, Claire being slut shamed for it for the last however long. But like, of course, Juan Pablo was also there doing whatever Claire was doing. So, you know, it takes two to tango. Um, but yeah, never really noticed it nor really remembered it from airing, actually. Well, it sounds like you have a more realistic view of it, because like you just said, I am very well aware of what I signed up for. I'm going to go on a dating show where the guy that I'm after is going to be dating other women. However, every single season 
there are women that just can't handle it. We even saw it in know, this week's right? episode of, of Matt's season. It's just it's yeah. every single season you get that one or two, or maybe there's a few girls that are just like, oh, my God, this is so difficult. I can't see him. I, and it's usually the girl who had the first one-on-one of the season gets insanely sure. jealous. Yeah. Um, but you seem to have a, a, a an actual – it's kind of refreshing that you have that type of view <laughs> about this because most women don't, even though you know exactly what you're signing up for. Right. Well, and it always bothers me when I, when I watch episodes back, you know, before or after my season or even during my season, it always bothered me when, when the women would get upset about things that were like, um, either producer enforced, like they were very aware that it was like producer generated conflict, like, you know, stealing the guy from someone like that's a very producer, like, Hey, Chelsea, it's your turn to go talk to Juan Pablo, go take him from Claire. Like, that's something that we all know gets said to us. So I can't imagine being mad about someone coming up to me and doing that. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to be mad at, you know, Lucy for walking up to me and asking for Juan Pablo. It's like, well, I know a producer just told her to come do that. So like that didn't ever add up to me to be mad about like why on earth anyone would ever be mad about that. And I think the other thing is like being upset about dating someone that's dating a lot of other people. I couldn't ever find myself angry at the other girls. Like you could be jealous or you could be, you know, sad, like those are normal, real feelings, but to be angry at the other women, it like didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Um, but I also didn't ever develop like aggressive feelings for Juan Pablo. So like, like I'm with the guy that I, you know, plan to marry and like have a life with. So I can imagine being with the current guy I'm with and then like seeing him with other people and like hating their guts. So, <laughs> you know, I think a level of emotion or feeling probably also you know comes into that um so you know it, there's a lot of aspects and 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 i've you know thought about it a lot but yeah i never really got upset but i also never really had like you know deep deep feelings for juan pablo so you know that could just be me well one other thing that happened in episode five in vietnam was <clears throat> nikki had gotten her first one-on-one of the season uh- uh-huh. I'm just curious as someone who was there when you guys are, you know, when when someone's out on a one-on-one, all you guys do is sit around and talk about that person being on a one-on-one <laughs> or talk about yeah. your feelings or whatever. Sure. At, in in Vietnam or maybe earlier or maybe later, at at any point was there ever a consensus that oh, I bet you he's picking Nikki? Um, you know, I I can't, I I was never surprised by the fact that he picked Nikki. Like that was never a surprise to me. Um, I don't know that it was ever a consensus because early on, like it was very clear he had like feelings for a particular few people. It was never clear that it was very specifically Nikki. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I would say Charlene was one of those that he was infatuated with off the bat and like always really gravitated towards. But of course she took herself out of the running. So I don't think it was necessarily clear that it was Nikki. Um, and I, I also feel like, you know, that in the moment, again, hindsight is a lot of things, you know, you can, you can really paint a narrative from hindsight easily, but in the moment, um, I don't know that I knew him well enough, you know, throughout the process to really gauge who would actually fit him best because he wasn't an overly open, vulnerable person. So it's not like I really, really got to know Juan Pablo. I feel like I became great pals with Juan Pablo and like could high five and like have a good time with him, but not like know who he was and, you know, wanted to spend his life with. Again, he didn't end up spending his life with any of these people. So that makes sense. But um, 
So I think it was hard to gauge. And I think a lot of us were really hopeful that it would be someone like me because we hoped he was the kind of person that would want to spend time with someone like me. So there was, you know, a group of us that really wanted to be a, someone from that group of us because it validated who we were as people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, I think he and Nikki had a very clear connection and very much like understood each other in a way that I definitely didn't understand him. So, I mean, it's no surprise that, that he was and he ended up choosing her in the end. So. So on to New Zealand, yeah. where um, mm-hmm. you got to visit a very cool place on your group day. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, first off, you guys did the zorbing with giant inflatable balls down a hill. The uh, fun, most fun thing I've ever done. Yeah. Absolutely. 11 out of 10 recommend. Was it, wasn't that called? Absolutely Zor- do that. Zorbing? Is, is well, it? they call it. It depends on which company you use. Oh. It can be called O-Going or Zorbing. And I think those are just two brand names. Oh, but, okay. you know, rolling down a uh, in a hamster ball down a hill um, <laughs> is what it is. And it's so much fun. It's like the most fun I can remember having. It's so fun. And then the night portion, you guys got taken to Hobbiton. Hobbiton. Yeah. Hobbiton. See, it shows you I don't watch it. I don't know Lord of the Rings or the <laughs> Hobbit, but Hobbiton. Yeah. Um, you guys got to film. You got filmed the night portion in the actual set of where Lord of the Rings was filmed and the Hobbit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, New Zealand's like a pretty fucking cool place. Yeah. Like on its own, and again, some somewhere I never thought I'd get to, let alone be brought to, and like staying in these like immaculate, wonderful locations and going to these really cool places. Um, but Hobbiton, I I've only recently become someone that's seen all of these shows. I'm I'm a, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. Never really got into Lord of the Rings, mm. but recently got into them because of my boyfriend. Um. But it's one of those places that I knew working at a science center, I'd come back and be like, I went to Hobbiton and everyone there who didn't watch The Bachelor would be like, wait, what? That's so cool. So I, I finally had some street cred in my regular life to like come back with from The Bachelor. So I was super jazzed to be at Hobbiton. And it's like such a fun place to be because it's one of those iconic places you've seen on TV and, you know, to be standing in it and just like, you know, chit chatting and having wine was pretty crazy. Do you know what else made it super iconic? The fact that it was Cassandra's birthday and he sent her home. I know. (laughs) Oh, my God. That poor girl. So she sent me a note afterwards, which I I loved because Cass and I ended up being like pretty good friends by the end of it because she's such a weird person and I love weird people. (laughs) Um, We've ended up like traveling a couple of times together. She stayed with me and my uncle in Paris once. It was so fun. Um, But she like slipped me like some, you know, dorky note afterwards because she got kicked off and didn't get to say goodbye to anyone and then had to fly home. Here's the, the sadder part, actually. So she got kicked off on her birthday, but it's her son's birthday the day after her. Mm. So she had to fly home like 14 hours without a cell phone in the air, like on her son's birthday, not able to talk to him, which like made me so sad for her. Wow. But, um, you know, she she yeah, that was a big bummer. And like, I think probably something the producers induced but i i can't be sure you know who's to say (laughs) see i can't remember at the time where i was in terms of spoilers i think i think stuff had gotten out that you guys had gone to vietnam from south korea i can't remember if it was being spoiled at the time that stuff was going on in new zealand however the next location which was the last location before hometowns you guys Uh arrive in miami and there's pictures everywhere of you guys showing up at the hotel so at that point down in Miami, I'm like, okay, here's the final six. It's down to, um, you know, Chelsea, Andy, Claire, Renee, Nikki, and Charlene. 
mm-hmm. there's pictures of you literally walking into the hotel as a group of six. So I'm like, okay, perfect. So now I know who's left. And then I just did the, right. I did the math and I'm like, <laughs> did okay. Did the math, <laughs> yeah. Process of elimination of, okay, this person yeah. must have eliminated here and whatnot. So, yeah. um, so in Miami, there was two one-on-ones, Charlene and Nikki got one-on-ones there. And mm-hmm. this was back when, now the episode before Hometowns, it's if you get a one-on-one and you get a rose on that date, you're already secure. And there's never been really a rose ceremony for probably the last four or five seasons in the episode before Hometowns. It's you get a one-on-one. If you obviously get a rose, you're secure. If you don't, you're sent home. And even on the group date, he'll give out, if there's four girls on the group date and two one-on-ones, he'll give out two group date roses. And those four are basically, you know, here's here's your final four. In your season, yeah. there was actually a rose ceremony. So Charlene yeah. gets a one-on-one, then Nikki does, and then Charlene goes to uh, Juan Pablo's room later on and after his date with Nikki and says, you know, I'm just, I'm out. I'm I have to eliminate myself. Then there was a group date of you, Andy, Claire, and Renee. And, you know, there was some tension. That was that whole date focused on Claire and Nikki hating each other and side eyeing each other. Miami was fun. Yeah. (laughs) So, and Andy ended up getting, Andy ended up like winning the alone time with him. But the rose ceremony Uh starts and there's five women and four roses. When that, Uh I mean, try and put yourself back in that position in Miami. When that rose ceremony started, did you think you were getting. A hometown. No. Oh, you did um, No. So I, something that you don't see on TV is I had actually gotten the last rose for like four rose ceremonies in a row. Um, and I don't exactly know why he kept, kept keeping me around. Cause like we had our one-on-one, which was very, very early on. And then from there, like we didn't kiss, we didn't hold hands. We weren't, we were just like pals. And I think he liked me enough to like not, get rid of me but there was no actual real relationship budding there so it was very Mm. it was very confusing to me as to why I was still there so I remember um Megan who was the producer I spoke to most frequently I remember telling her before the rose ceremony I was like I'm going home tonight she's like no 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 don't be crazy and I was like no I'm really I'm I'm going home (laughs) um so the first thing I actually said when I get in the limo is told ya um and of course they cut all of that um, but I remember the psychologist after I get kicked off was like, so you seem to know you were leaving this evening. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I mean, like, you know, I would have probably just from being sort of, I, I almost used the word brainwashed. That's not correct. But just from being submerged and like very um, isolated in that experience, I probably would have taken a hometown date. But like very shortly thereafter would have been so uncomfortable about having the conversation with my parents about being in love with this guy because I definitely wasn't. Um, so, you know, I, I definitely felt like my time was like done and I had felt done. I was ready to go home. Um, but you know, there's, there's still like aggressive nerves cause there's nothing like being lined up, you know, with beautiful women and, you know, standing there alone, you know, jittering on your high heels you know, not wanting to be picked last for kickball, you know, like there's that feeling no matter what. So, um, I do remember feeling like highly nervous and highly anxious. And just that feeling of like, everyone's looking at me. Oh God, I didn't get the rose. Now I have to like walk across this thing all by myself and like have all the cameras watch me, you know, like it was just like that very spotlight moment. So that, that was super uncomfortable. Um, but 
it was never a feeling of like, I shouldn't have gotten home. I do remember Claire very, very aggressively whispered, big mistake. Um, Cause of course she, she very much wanted Nikki to leave. Um, so, um, you know, there were some of those fun, fun moments watching it back, but uh, yeah, it's really a nerve wracking experience, no matter what, even if you know you're leaving and even if you know you shouldn't be there. <laughs> it's funny on Wikipedia where if you go to your season bachelor season 18 and you read week seven, Miami, Florida, it says Rose ceremony. Nikki is called first. Renee is called last. Chelsea is sent home. She was devastated and cried in the limo. <laughs> That's I what sure it says did. on Wikipedia. Oh, I remember. Yeah, I mean, so were you, were I you more crying? Were you more crying about the experience being over? Because it certainly wasn't about him. Yeah, and there was a lot of conversation. You know, the, the producers are good at their job, and I absolutely like have no ill will towards any of them. Like, I still love and am friends with a lot of them. Um, but you know, their job is to make sure that this feels like an emotional moment. And like I said you know, I was still very like high stress. Like there was this very high peaked stress moment for me having to leave and tell him it was okay. And like, I'm fine and you're great. And like, this is okay. Like, don't be upset. I'm not mad, you know, whatever. And get into the car. And then you spend an hour driving around in a limo, having someone ask you why people don't love you, you know, like, yeah, I was going to say, did they they tell you, (laughs) because I've heard stories of, you know, going to talking about a grandmother's death, telling sure. you, telling you, you don't look pretty. No wonder why you're going to be single the rest of your life. I've heard that route. Yeah, and and that's kind of seemed the route it, they took with you a little well, bit. And it wasn't, I mean, I wouldn't say it went that far, but it definitely, I ended up, you know, talking a lot about love and life and finding a partner and like my f- true fears around that. And like, those fears didn't go away until very recently. I mean, I remember my 30th or my 29th birthday still being scared. Like I'm going to live alone for the rest of my life. Like, you know, those are like true human fears and you know, they can tap into that, especially when you're already in a stressed moment and you're already feeling, you know, the closure of the situation. And there's always that. Yeah. I'm not like a highly competitive person, but there's that like, you know, what makes these people better than me? You know, you, you get that comparative, you know, mentality going on. And of course you feel emotional. Um, so I wouldn't say any of my emotions were directed at like not having Juan Pablo as my boyfriend. Like I, I probably never had those feelings ever. Um, but a lot of it was around, like, I just don't want to live life alone and I have a lot of love to give. And I, you know, I want to, I want to find that someone. So yeah, I mean, I'm sure I can't even remember how they spun it because I remember the first time I actually watched that moment. I was so like nervous to to watch myself sob on TV. Um, but most of my friends just saying like, as we go on, we remember we're, we're like in a bar. All of my friends are just singing this song over me crying on like this giant TV. So, you know, I don't really even remember what I said, but I'm sh- I remember having those feelings and having big feelings, but not necessarily about Juan Pablo. Um, but, you know, I, I'm a cry person. It's not that hard to get me to cry. So I'm not shocked by it. <laughs> so with Juan Pablo, he obviously has come under fire in years since this season aired because yeah. he's been pretty much universally accepted as if not the worst bachelor, probably in top two or three they've ever had. So (laughs) you've talked about him quite a bit throughout this. And I I just want to know what your 
overall opinion on the guy was as a as a bachelor as yeah uh, just what were your thoughts overall and do you well, think he's one of the worst they've ever had I, I absolutely think he's one of the worst they ever had but I don't know that I I mean of course he's partially to blame but I think part of it is like I'm not sure that he was set up to be a good bachelor nor was the correct choice so i mostly blame the folks that decided that this would be the human being you were going to build a tv show around Mm -hmm. like you know he he's not an overly deep person he's not an overly emotional person and like i think some of those qualities are kind of necessary to like build a good narrative and like storyline through so like having this person that's like fairly uh, superficial fairly you know um he's just like a fun guy like he wants to just like bounce around and like be silly and it's like that's not that doesn't make for like a like a good long-term romantic story um so i I blame mostly the people that decided he should be the bachelor um also like he was never a jerk to me like I, i like i say this up front every time i talk about him like he was never mean to me he was never like he was you know never rude to me none of those things um although actually when we did an m&ms commercial after this weirdly i don't know why i was selected to do that but i did an m&ms commercial with juan pablo after this had all aired um and he did say to me after i got out of hair and makeup why didn't you ever look like this on tv or when you were on the show with me so like you know he definitely had it in him to be a little bit of a pig but he was never that way to me during the shooting of the show. So like, I can't um, say he was a jerk, but I do think that like the way he treated other women was completely inappropriate and terrible. And of course, probably part of the reason why I never really felt like I liked him that much. Um, So, you know, definitely not a great bachelor. Definitely not someone I want to date. Do I hate him? No. Um, But like, I also don't think like, I'm not like looking to set him up with any of my friends or anything, you know? <laughs> so, um, well, you actually, yeah, you actually like- talked about something that I, I, that was my next thing I was going to bring up because I remember it happening and I was like, this is really random because I don't remember before that season. If we had ever had a commercial that aired during the season that included the lead and one of his women, especially one that finished fifth. And I was just like, it was yeah. just, and there was there was talk when that Eminem commercial started airing during Juan Pablo's season, like, wait, he's in a commercial with Chelsea, and we know, you know, the spoilers were out there that Chelsea didn't win. Does this mean Chelsea's going to be the Bachelorette? Like that was a, that was a thought process <laughs> that was going on that maybe Chelsea would be the Bachelorette. That's why they're giving her this commercial. Like, wow, they're they're putting her out there. Was there ever any talk of Bachelorette with you or no? No. Okay. Um, All right. Well, no, I, I mean, I was, I, I'm, I was 24. I don't know that I was necessarily ready to be a lead. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that they, they've had young people these days or at least, you know, in the last couple of years, but I didn't feel, you know, I don't know that I would ever have felt ready at that age to be sort of the lead for something that very significant. Um, but the, yeah, I, I, to this day, I still don't know why they selected me to be, on that M&M's commercial, it was super fun to do, but like there was no rhyme or reason to it. It wasn't like a part of a date or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was fun. Um, it was random. And I remember like the thing I remember is most people, like a lot of people thought I was Claire. 
like people were like, is that Claire in that commercial? And I was like, oh no, it's me. I just have makeup on. <laughs> like, I don't, like it just didn't look like me, I guess. I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, another random tidbit. Maybe they were considering me, but I, I mean, I truly have no idea. Well, it sucks that Eddie the Teddy couldn't make an appearance. I know. I mean, what a way to position myself as, you know, someone worth marrying by leading with my teddy bear. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, there isn't a hell of a lot much to talk about. I mean, that ended your journey um, on Bachelor. Yeah. You go on Bachelor in Paradise season two, which, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, seems like eons ago, just like this season does. But I, like I said, I had to go look it up because I don't remember you being sure. on it. I didn't remember what you did, so I had to I go. I barely look remember it up. being on it. <laughs> you, you showed. I mean, you showed up in week. Uh, let's see, week five. It says, and you asked Nick Peterson on a date, uh-huh. but Nick was obsessed with Samantha, pretty much, and told you, "I only see you as a friend." Yeah. So. Really, I mean, this one's another fun one. So I actually got, they tried to get me on season one, but I didn't want to be on season one because I didn't know what the hell the show was going to be. And I was really concerned about, you know, it, it, I was, you know, I worked, I worked with kids. I didn't want to be on some show that got a reputation that was not great. Um, So, you know, I, I turned them down for season one because I, I just didn't want to like, you know, ruin my life over being on another tv show um so once i saw season one air i was like oh it's you know same vibe similar stuff I, it feels harmless enough like I, i'm not worried um so when they approached me through season two i actually couldn't make it work to be on season two from the beginning yeah. so i gave them the date i could be on the show which was literally the last episode before like the engagement episode yeah so you know i'm showing up like everyone's paired off um at that point i remember the person i i wanted to ask on a date was jared of jared and ashley um but he actually ended up telling me that uh he wasn't this was like when he wasn't sure about ashley wanted to you know go hang out with her so nick i think was just a single guy that was there that you know was like, hey, I guess let's me and you go do something. Um, because everybody else was paired off at that point. So it was a very um I remember not not having a ton to take away from that show other than like I think I came home counting like fifty two mosquito bites or something ridiculous. Like I was eaten alive by mosquitoes while I was there, but that was like the most action I got, you know, <laughs> in the twenty four hours I was on the show. So Yeah. There just wasn't much there. Uh no, for you nothing in much there. No, no, not at all. I mean, it was fun to go down and, you know, see where they see where they hang out. But, yeah, it wasn't wasn't my thing. Well, as I mentioned, you're not someone that has, you know, been in the public eye in terms of Bachelor Nation. Um, Whatever friends you have, you've from the show, you seem to keep it private. I don't you know, you're not showing up at reunions and you're you're not an Instagram shiller or anything like that. So (laughs) kind of give people an update on ever since your last appearance on the show what you've been up to i know like you said you are in the science world and i know that you have a boyfriend so explain yeah. to everybody how all this what you've been doing since the show so um i'm one of the you know the rare bachelor breed i go again i was on so long ago that influencers weren't really a thing back then um yeah. so you know um but i i went back to my job that i had before 
the show, which was working at a science museum. Um, and I stayed in that job until COVID hit recently. So I've, I've just very recently switched jobs. Um, hmm. But I, I've been, I was at that science center ever since, um, you know, teaching, because basically being Bill Nye the science guy, but in real life, um, which is super fun. Um, and recently I just started uh, managing a social media platform for, you know, a big fashion company here in Columbus, Ohio. So, um, you know, just doing regular people stuff. Um, I did launch a blog, which, you know, it seems very on trend for Bachelor, but I did it like 10 years later. So it's very much not tied to Bachelor Nation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's about, you know, my travels and my thoughts. You know, I'm a pretty intellectual i like to read i like to think um you know those sorts of things and highlighting cool women in the world and then you know i have a cat and a dog and most importantly i i found you know my guy um his name's jimmy he's like the nicest funniest wonderful person i've ever met um we live together in columbus and you know travel you, a lot how did you meet him well, he was one of my best friends for two years. So apparently that's the bachelor narrative I needed. I needed a two year long show where you just hang out with your best friends until you realize you should be dating one of them. <laughs> Interesting. So after two years, yeah. after two years of being friends, who decided, Hey, maybe we should take this a step further. Was it him? Was it you? Was oh, it, what well, happened? he decided like day one, we should be dating. It was me that took oh. two years to realize it. So it was sort of, um, I actually invited him to come to a family reunion with me as a friend and we started dating on that family reunion so what a weird way for him to enter into my family the poor guy he's like hi i'm chelsea's friend i think um so what and then by the end of the week he was my boyfriend so so what after two years made it sink in for you um you know i there's something about like i think for me i had to go through all of the worst case scenarios or like all the wrong choices to realize like the kind of person I needed to be to be in the right relationship. So I think it was like me just coming into like myself a little bit, you know, and mm. that happened at 30 as opposed to happening in my twenties. So yeah. I think coming into myself and being like very sure of myself and being comfortable being who I was and not having any qualms with like, you know, the life I wanted to leave and the decisions I wanted to make about my life. And then, he suddenly made sense, but you know, I guess you have to know yourself before you can figure out who that person is for you. So, you know, some people do know that going on the bachelor, which I think is great, but I definitely didn't. So, um, yeah, I think that the bachelor was like a big part of me learning a lot of that stuff, but, um, yeah, I think mm -hmm. there was just sort of a coming into myself that helped me realize like, Oh, right. You're the guy I've been talking about looking for this whole time. <laughs> so, so this is um, what a year, year too old now. Oh, yeah, about, I mean, well, since you became how much does, yeah, how much does pandemic add to that? Because uh, yeah. I feel I feel like it adds, you know, a decade to a relationship <laughs> at this point. But, you know, we're we're coming up on two years here soon. Two years. Um, okay. Yeah, officially in our relationship. But, you know, feels like forever and also like 15 seconds. You know, it's one of those like lovely relationships that is wonderfully new and forever old all at the same time. So you know, a good one, I guess. <laughs> well, you said you were working at the science museum until COVID hit. So yeah. we're still obviously involved in this. What are you doing now? Are you back? Did you go back to it or are you doing something else in the science world? What did you yeah, say? So the science museum itself has not actually opened back up. Oh, um, wow. okay. 
So yeah, again, a lot of the people I worked with, a lot of the friends I had from that science museum, like are being hit super hard by COVID um, and like have all had to go find new jobs, new careers. So I've actually, you know, pivoted my career. I was the director of education. I was, you know, someone that was overseeing a big, large department. And I'm now a peon in a, you know, for-profit company. I'm actually working at Abercrombie and Fitch, um, oh. if you've heard of them before. Um, so I'm running their social media platform, follow us. Um, and, you know, just like trying out sort of a new lane for myself and, and sort of the marketing lane and organic social media. And we know how, I mean, obviously so many of these bachelor folks like make careers out of organic social media. So, you know, just, just figuring out what this whole world is all about um, a little bit here and, and trying to figure out a, a new lane for myself. Okay, congratulations. Uh, at, at 31, you know? <laughs> hey, I can tell you this right now. I... I started my life over at 31. Well, I shouldn't say right. started. I didn't. I didn't start over. I was in a dead end job in the mortgage industry right. in California, and I had an opportunity to come work with my father <clears throat> here in Dallas, Texas, at 31 years mm-hmm. old. And I made the move. I had only known Southern California pretty much my whole life. I made the move right. at 31. Moved out here. The only person I knew in this state was my father. But if I don't move out here. I don't think the first spoiler I ever got, I was doing Reality Steve at the time, but it was just recapping the show and making fun of it. Sure. But the yeah. first first spoiler I got was three years after I moved out here, and yeah. it revolved around Jason and Molly and Melissa's season, and if I wasn't oh, out yeah. here, I don't think I would have gotten you that You wouldn't spoiler. have known. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how life, you know, happens that way, and, like, that's what I'm seeing sort of in this pandemic moment is trying to just, like what are the opportunities that are coming to me that would have never happened otherwise? So like, you know, launching my blog was something that I did in the middle of the pandemic because I had all this downtime and had done a lot of traveling since the bachelor. And like so many people were asking me questions about it. I was like, Hey, I'll, you know, I'll put it out there in the world, you know, just like trying to find those interesting opportunities. And, and that's what Abercrombie and Fitch was this really fun opportunity to like work at a fairly cool brand. That's like actually making a comeback so yeah. highly recommended out there if you if you've not <laughs> looked us up recently well yeah i mean that's that's great i for some reason i thought you were still involved in science maybe it's because of your twitter handle that has yeah. that has i do a lot of i still care a lot about science like okay. i am a science person at heart i honestly think social media is like a very a huge experiment in like social psychology i mean yeah. it's you know science is everywhere so it's not something that I will ever part from, um, but, you know, not currently my career. Well, Chelsea, um, I didn't, you know, when I asked you to come on, I was like, this is, you know, someone I haven't had on before. I always I always okay. enjoy having people on that I've never had on before. And it's, you know, it's <laughs> tough because I've done over 200 podcasts now, and I feel like I've gotten a lot of people who finished top eight of the last probably seven, eight, nine Seasons, you were one of the few left that I just that I hadn't done. I don't know why. I may have reached out to you in the past. I don't remember, but um, <laughs> I, I I I think I did on some platform, and maybe you didn't respond. But then again, you might not have seen it. Sounds so, like me. You um, know who's to say? <laughs> but um, you were you were great. It was fun going down memory Aww. lane with you. Um, yeah, you have such a fun perspective on the show and. The fact that you were very open and honest about how you felt about Juan Pablo, how you felt about the season itself. But um, again, that was 
that was a lot of fun talking to you. Thank you so much. For yeah, doing this. thank you. I'm I'm glad you reached out. I mean, it's always fun for me to walk down memory lane because this is one of those experiences that, like, you know, now there's quite a few of us that have had the experience, but like, you know, in day to day life, not a lot of people get to do something as crazy and out of the norm as as being on The Bachelor. So I'm always happy to talk about it. It's always fun to reminisce. And you were, it was great to meet you and and uh, you know get to actually uh, have a combo. So thanks for asking me on. No, thank you. And um, again, please take a selfie with you and Eddie, the Teddy, and that will be I, your picture. It's for coming the your way. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much, Chelsea. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll definitely keep in touch. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. See you later. Thank you so much uh, to Chelsea for that. Uh, again, I always like talking to the old school contestants. And I think Kel- Chelsea had liked uh, or retweeted something that I posted recently. I'm like, Chelsea, I've never had her on. And I just hit her up on DM. She responded right back. Uh, and we got this thing done and uh yeah that was a lot of fun to talk to her i like i said it's the seventh girl from juan pablo season i've had on but i don't think i've had anybody on from juan pablo season in probably at least a year and a half two years so good to hear from her and good to kind of go over everything and uh kind of a very upbeat girl very refreshing to hear from her so chelsea thank you again for that and thank you for the picture of you with eddie the teddy because that's awesome, and that'll be on the site today. So, also, I've included on the in the column today. That's you know just Chelsea. There's nothing. There's nothing written really, but I, I added the video of the group date in South Korea for those that were that are for those of you that are Johnny Come Latelys to this franchise and are more of the Instagram world of this franchise. You don't remember Juan Pablo season. Uh, that was a pretty cool group date. That group date and Dez's group date with Soldier Boy are easily two of my favorite and most memorable group dates that this show has ever done. Um, just because they were two songs that were catchy as hell. Uh, you got Nega Che Chalaga uh, from the 21 K-pop group. And then the Soldier Boy group date. I mean, that song is iconic. So, yeah. Anyway. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Chelsea, uh, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Please rate, subscribe, and review in uh, Apple Podcasts. We're back next week with yet another podcast. So for Chelsea Webster, I'm Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in, and we will talk to you next week. See ya!